Hello and welcome back to another Expand Podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about my observations with generational parenting. Yeah, this is a big one. No matter what generation you are in, you're going to be able to really resonate with this content. I don't have a structure for this episode. I just kind of want to rant a little bit and see where it goes. But this is definitely an observation that I have witnessed a lot in the past couple of months. 2021 is really showing and exposing the truth in plain sight, right in front of our eyes. We can choose to look at it and listen and change, or we can choose to look away and continue our lives. Either way, I am glad that you are here listening to this episode. So I want to talk about recent parents these days and then move into kind of the older generations. It's all basically the same theme. So this is what I've witnessed, not necessarily in my own life, maybe in part in my own life, but mostly on the outside world. Now, when I was taking clients, I really enjoyed that part of my life, but I did it for quite some time, probably like eight years of taking clients. And it got to the point where it was really exhausting for me to do what I was doing. So either way, but I learned so, so much from it. I had clients who were ranging between 16 years old. I think that actually the youngest client I ever had was around 10. Obviously someone's kid all the way to, I think the oldest client I had was 92, right? So 10 years old to 92, pretty awesome. So I got the perspective of parents on the side of the child and the side of the parent many, many times, many different ages and many different generations. I got both sides of it. And what I found was the biggest trauma, the biggest issue in many of these clients' lives, the biggest kind of pain in their side was always family issues. And, you know, I have my own kind of family issues, but luckily for me, my family has been very low maintenance as far as drama and issues. And I've been really, really lucky in the position that I'm in. And I know my mom listens to every single podcast episode. So thanks, mom, for being so low key and just such an amazing parent. I really, really do love and appreciate you. So here's what I've observed. Let's talk about the millennial generations and then the baby boomer generation. Take it or leave it, as always. I've observed that the baby boomer generation like really struggled because they're post-World War II babies. A lot of them had immigrant parents, not all of them, but a lot of them had immigrant parents, and they really grew up struggling. And even if you're a baby boomer who didn't have immigrant parents, you know, to North America or what have you, or even other places in Europe, same thing. A lot of baby boomers struggled specifically with the way that their parents parented them and then also what they had access to as a kid. 
typically there was a lot of poverty, a lot of struggling, but it was also like post kind of industrialization. So there was also a lot of parents not home and working a lot. And the start of women also uh, in the workplace as well. So it was just kind of a changing dynamic. Now, the biggest thing that I've observed in the baby boomer generation as parents is that they felt like they didn't have access. They felt like they grew up with lack or in poverty or just poor or maybe lower middle class. Hey, but they felt like they didn't get the childhood they wanted. So what I've observed is that the baby boomers feel obligated, in a sense, pressured into giving their millennial children everything and anything the millennial children want and desire and need. And because of the boom in the economy, because of other ways of making money and the strength in the financial market, they were able to provide these sort of things to their kids, especially if you think about kind of the Walmartization of, of the globe and the fact that Walmart has this price model that drives down all the prices of everything because they're just mass produced, right? Which, I mean, obviously I don't agree with, but it's just an observation. And because of all of that, all of a sudden, these baby boomers were able to give their kids everything. <sighs> yeah. And because of that, <laughs> there's a fun little nickname that the millennial children have, which is Generation Expectation. And there's also like some funny jokes about millennials. I don't really know any of them off the top of my head. But one of the jokes is about this participation ribbon. It's like, oh, good for you, honey. You participated. So you get a ribbon. You get a reward for participating. So it's like this over-coddling, over-optimistic, over-giving sort of parenting. Once again, because I think that the baby boomers' parents lacked A, nurturing, B, any sort of support for the kids because they were just trying to survive and get by. And then also see the material wealth of like, hey, I, I, I can now not only give you my love, attention, affection, and pride, but I can give you material things as well. So there's this overcompensation, really, of overgiving. And so that's just what I've observed. And that's really, truly creating this generation of kids who are spoiled and living at home until they're 26, 28, 30. I mean, ugh. Once again, no judgment to each their own. So it's just an interesting dynamic. And what I've noticed about now the millennial kind of generation is they feel like they didn't grow up with technology. So I'm a millennial. I don't know where I kind of sit on the millennial scale. Actually, I think millennials ended in 90. I think it goes from 1980 to 94. I was born in 92. So basically, I was, how old was I? Maybe 14 when I got my first cell phone. And it was like, you know, a crappy flip phone or whatever where you T9 text. And so I think that a lot of millennials, from what I've observed, did not grow up with technology. So what they're doing is they're getting their kids into technology right away, which is crazy when you see a four-year-old playing with an iPad better than you can. You know, it really blows my mind. Or you see six-year-olds like coding and there's all these crazy like kid games and different things where you can teach your kid how to code or create a website at a young age. Like it's mind-blowing, mind-blowing. 
which is really cool, but scary. Like now an iPad or a cell phone is the babysitter for a kid. Sure, just throw on some cartoons and wait in the line while you're grocery shopping and entertain your kids. It's wrong (laughs) in so many ways. And I know that I'm not a parent yet. And I know that that perspective might change just to see how convenient it is. But for me, screen time is going to be a very important thing, which is 100% hypocritical because I'm probably in front of the screen way more than I should be. I think we all are way more than we should be. So now the millennial generation is having kids and oversaturating their children at young ages with technology. Maybe like four or five years ago, I was so worried. Like I was so triggered and so disgusted and so worried about these poor kids. I'm like thinking to myself, these kids are not going to have any sort of social life. They're not going to understand proper communication. Their eyes are going to be messed up. Their neurological patterns are going to be messed up. They're going to externalize their reality through a screen. And I'm really scared. These are the future presidents and leaders and influencers of the world. Like, really? I'm so worried. So I tapped into it one day. I was so stressed out about the future of the generation of humanity that I had to tap into it. And it's funny, too, because it's not that I forget that I can channel, but I think my human gets so worried or focused on something that I forget that I can just tap into it. So I did that. I'm like, oh, screw this fear. Screw this worry. Let me tune into the future of humanity. Like, let me tune into the future of this generation. And I did. And guess what I saw? I saw that the children of the millennials are going to grow up solidly with technology, but at a certain point in time, at around 18, 19, 20 years old, they are going to be sick of it. They are going to be absolutely done with it. And we are going to start to notice a trend that all of them want authentic, real, organic, in-person experiences. Now, I channeled that long before COVID, long before this pandemic. And now that I see kids wearing masks and doing like online school, which I'm all about homeschooling, so that doesn't bother me too, too much. But just the lack of socialization that they have, because, hey, they would rather hop on a video game and talk to their buddy down the street rather than get out and kick a ball around. You know what I mean? And the parents are enabling this behavior, unfortunately, because it's easier. It's less fear. It's less worry. It's more safety, right? Once again. And so basically what I saw is that All of these millennial kids, these kids of millennials, I think it's called alpha generation, they are all going to want to ditch the technology or to allow technology to assist in having real, organic, in-person, live experiences. And they made so much sense because when you have something pushed on you so intensely, all you want to do is swing the other way. And this is what we've seen generation after generation after generation. If hard work is pushed on you over and over and over again, all you want to do is slack. 
if slack is pushed on you over and over again, all you want to do is work hard. You know, there's going to be a natural swing. Like, look at the millennial generation who was really given everything. We are now starting this movement of being entrepreneurs, of all wanting to work for ourselves. And it's changing the workplace as we know it. And it's a very exciting time for the workplace and for future careers. So it's fascinating. It's so interesting. So I want to just kind of swing around to another concept, which is this feeling that parents, and there's no judgment here because no matter what age, no matter what generation you're in, there's going to be this pushback from your children. And it's it's weird, but I had a flash forward the other day about being with my kids and them getting frustrated at me for not understanding where they're coming from. And this really blew my mind in the future because I thought I was a very compassionate, very emotionally intelligent, very tuned in, very understanding parent. And I, they were still blaming me, right? And so I laugh because no matter where you're at in your life, there's going to be this kind of push-pull with your kids. So here's what I've seen generation after generation. The children saying, it's not enough. You're not giving me what I need. Okay, so it's just, it's not enough. The parents saying, I'm giving you more than I've ever had. I'm giving you what I lacked as a kid. So the parenting that I'm noticing is a parenting out of lack. I didn't have this, so I'm giving you more of this. Then the child is like, I had too much of this, so I'm giving you less of this and more of this other thing. And it continues to spiral over and over and over again with the extremes of what you had too much of and what you didn't have enough of. And the parent is always in this position where, you know, like I've said in in prior readings, it's like, Elizabeth, like, I just don't know what's wrong with her. Like, I'm giving her everything that I can possibly think of. I'm doing all the things that I can think of doing. Well, what about just listening? What about just asking what she needs? What about just being open rather than parenting from a place where you think you should be parenting or giving what you think that you should be giving based on what you didn't have, right? So it's true. I mean, the generations are changing so rapidly. Human beings are evolving so rapidly, spiritually, technologically, consciously, right? that it's hard to keep up to with what our children need in that moment. But we have to be in a place where we are not attached or jaded, right? And just really listening to what they need and tuning into that. It's so, so important. And so the children are always, well, it's not enough. And the parents are always, well, it's I'm, I'm thinking about all the things. So the biggest thing is if you're listening to this and you're a parent, obviously you're a child, um, you know, you're, you're a kid of someone. But if you're listening to this, the biggest advice that I could give you, and I'm sure that you've already thought about this, but maybe you need to think about it again. Understand that your parents only have so much that they can give you. Understand that they are limited by their own parents and background. They only have so many tools to give you. And you chose to be with them as their child to learn the lack of what they couldn't give and the surplus of what they could give. 
And the best advice that I could give to you is understand where your parents are coming from, forgive their lack and limitation because they really just don't know what you need. They really don't know. They don't have enough tools. And some of them admit that and some of them definitely do not admit that. <laughs> but for you, moving into potentially parenthood or you're a parent yourself right now is to really always just listen. And have balance in your parenting abilities. Don't overgive or undergive or assume that you know what your child needs. And definitely, definitely limit and understand screen time. Allow your children to connect with nature. Bring them up in a world where energy and consciousness and dreams are real. It's real. And don't shy away from contentious topics or topics that could be frightening like light versus dark energy. It's important that we understand that children, especially today, are not just kids. If anything, it's most likely that your children are older than you, are more wise than you are, are more attuned. So if we're downplaying their gifts, their connections, their knowledge, their abilities, if we're condescending towards them, or not really listening, it's going to be to your detriment. And potentially theirs. And potentially the future of humanity. So no big whoop, right? <laughs> but seriously, there have been a lot of traumas throughout many of the generations. I want to remind you that your job as a parent isn't to make your kid happy all the time. It's to help your child be more human. And that means experiencing all aspects of this polarized reality. And with that, beautiful starseeds, thank you as always for being here. Keep up the good work. Be sure to like this podcast episode, subscribe to my YouTube channel, check out my Instagram feed, and definitely leave a review if this resonated with you. And of course, share with your people, your friends, your community, other parents who need to hear this, other children who need to hear this as well. I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency. 